Hey friends, welcome to the Recess Podcast, where we take a break from our daily lives to discuss the worlds of business, psychology, and philosophy. My name is Rohan Harani. And I'm Jacob Swinney. And by joining us on this journey, we hope you'll receive new mental models and theories that you can apply in your life. Hope you enjoy it and let's get into it. So I, I saw a tweet yesterday mm-hmm. and it said basically you can save $1,300 a year by making coffee yourself instead of buying it from Starbucks. And so I kind of have a lot of thoughts about this wow. and I want to talk about it. Let's hear it. So the first thing I think is this is a terrible mindset and it's a mindset that I've had for like a long time actually. Like I'd be cutting costs on everything. Like, oh dude, like five bucks here, two bucks here, like whatever. Like, mm-hmm. like every dollar when you're twenty when you're twenty years old, it's worth eighty eight dollars when you're sixty. Like, <laughs> this this one coffee is like two like two hundred dollars. Like, what am I doing? And I just think that's actually a terrible mindset that I've like started to mm-hmm. think differently about. And so. I think we need to get into this. For the 1300, do you know the math on that? Like that's the assumptions that are in play there with like how many cups you're actually buying a year and all of that? I know. I mean, I don't do public math, but if you <laughs> if you think about it, like <laughs> you don't um, do public math. Uh, like the smallest coffee I tried to go the other day, a five like five dollars. Six dollars. Like, like, Add a black shot, coffee. Becomes six, yeah. And if you're doing that every day, that's like that's way more than thirteen hundred. <laughs> if if you're seven days a week at Starbucks at the, the cheapest one, like literally just like a cold brew. It's like four it's, bucks. That's like bucks. 1800 bucks a year. Yeah. That's a lot of money, right? It's all and relative. if you think about that, like what I just say the stat was like $80. If you're 20 years old, every dollar you put in the market is like worth $80 or something like that. That's like mm-hmm. $150,000. Every year you're wasting by going to Starbucks. And I still think you should go to Starbucks. I agree. So I'm going to tell you why. All right. First of all, I think that it's a terrible mindset because it puts you on like the defensive. So you're always considering like, oh, cut, cut costs here, cut costs here, cut costs here, cut costs here. And it's like, in the end, it's like they, they can add up, but $5 is not a make it or break it when if you really consider yourself like an exceptional person or you really want to be like great, right? If you think you're, I mean, if you come out of college and you're going to be like, in the middle eight, like middle edge of like people, then you should be like making like what, 70, 80 a year. Yeah. That's like, what's $5, right? So first of all, it puts you on defensive. Okay. So like you're, you're going to be thinking about cutting costs instead of thinking about how can you maximize what you're like, whatever your top line. Okay. And when you're on the defensive, it puts you in such like a scarcity mindset that like, it's just a bad mindset to have. And it won't, it's not one that'll, confer into being rich and successful okay so that's what i think and so i heard i heard this story the other day um and it was this guy it was like his uncle that told him this he told him at he graduated college and his the one thing his uncle told him was spend every dollar you make he said you're a smart guy and you'll always make more of it and this guy was like thinking like this is the stupidest <laughs> thing i've ever heard but he thought about it and his uncle he was the he was the same way. He spent so much money, like New York clubs, like super expensive, like all the time, like flying around, all this stuff. He ended up meeting some like VC guys, um, and they basically told him to invest into like Netflix and Facebook very early on. And even though he spent like basically pretty much every dollar he made, like whatever he had left, to, he invested into these these two companies that blew up, and he died. He died like. 
like multi multi millionaire, mm-hmm. and so like that just well, I mean one example of like how spending money could potentially lead to big things in the future. But that's also like a big asterisk, right? With the could, like that person happened to meet the VCs. Well, and well let's talk about those this. VCs also right. happen to that's, recommend those specific stocks. That's what right? I thought of too, right? Like it's, it is a very big like luck thing. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you one more story about this before we get into it. But this guy, um, I heard another story about this, like similar, very similar thing. This guy, like uh, a couple years out of college, whatever, just like, instead of going and playing golf at like some like rec public course or whatever, he goes and gets a, like a high end golf club course, um, whatever. I don't even know what it's called when you go to high end golf country like club. A, like a, yeah, it's a club, like country club, whatever. Spend a bunch of money doing yeah. that. Right. And he met these guys that were like all into like the, the dot com bubble at the time. They were like, he, he had some insider way to trade, which is illegal now, but at the time it was hundred percent legal. You were like, they were by the pre-IPO at like, say like $100 per share mm-hmm. and sell it the next day on the market for a guaranteed like $102. <laughs> and it doesn't like, matter. You'd be like brain dead and make, he made $50 million. It's not legal anymore, but that's yeah, crazy. That no, but like, back then. And that's not the point of the store. The point of the store yeah. is not like do this and you'll get rich. It's just the fact that like that decision he made could seem stupid from the outside yeah. looking in. But for him specifically, Made him fifty million dollars, and he never examples. had to work again. Lived the rest of his life super rich, right? Like yeah. ri- more rich than you could ever <laughs> need that money for. That's nuts, right? And so this this got me thinking about like what are these things that these guys are doing, and like is this actually like replicatable? Like, can you do this yourself in your own life, mm-hmm. or is it just like these guys got like spent their money, and for every like one guy that turns out like this that made a bunch of money, there's ten dudes that are just like flat broke now yeah. because they made those decisions. So what about like the Starbucks? What makes you think that the 1300 is worth it? See, see, for me, it's like, there's two things. There's number one, the networking whole aspect, which I'm sure you're going to talk about. But for me, I'm paying those $4. I've started to go to Starbucks a lot more because I feel like it's a great study space for me and I get a lot of work done. So I'm paying $4 for the productivity I'm going to get during those three hours that I spend in Starbucks. So that's why I feel like that 1300 can pay like a lot of dividends. Yeah, very true. And and I think like I actually have this kind of it's kind of like a, a case study kind of thing that I could think about, but before we get into that like I I think the way I boiled down like this idea that I was thinking of of these guys that basically got super super wealthy based on purely luck. Yeah. I don't think luck is something that that just is random. Mm-hmm. I think you can create luck in your own life. The harder you work, the so luckier you get. Two two ways I think that luck is is um, given to you or like you get luck, okay? And the ways you can get there yourself. Number one is being around people who are capable of conferring luck to you. Pretty okay. much every quote unquote lucky break is because of a person Some giving connection. that to you, right? Except like one-off things like lo- like lottery or whatever. But yeah. those, those one in a I million. think are one in a million and those are not something you can like have an effect over so it's not even worth trying it's like the, yeah. the worst investment ever so i wouldn't even <laughs> consider that so if without that involved i think in 99 percent of luck situations it's because of you're getting that luck conferred onto you from another person yeah okay and so you need to be around those people that can confer luck to you and secondly you need to find the people who can confer luck to you who are most likely 
to like you and then and then therefore confer the luck to you. So let's break this down. How do you step on there? How do you actually find those people who are going to confer luck to you? So let's let's take like an example, right? So say me, right? I I would say like I'm one of the things that I want to do in the future is like real estate stuff or whatever. Yeah. Let's say my goal was to buy my first property and I wanted to kind of maybe run like a very miniature like real estate private equity mm-hmm. shop where I was getting investors that like whatever and like set it up in a way. So I had this all thought out and this is like kind of my plan, okay? So how can I confer luck in that situation, right? Let's say I like right now I like go to work, come home and like sit on the couch and watch Netflix for an hour every yeah. day. If I took that one hour and I went to Starbucks, like in my in my house watching Netflix, I'm not interacting with anyone. Mm-hmm. So there's zero percent chance I you have, meet I meet someone that confers luck to me. Now I go to Starbucks, oh, like likelihood of someone me meeting someone at Starbucks that is gonna give me five million dollars to invest into a real estate still low deal is low, but it's more than zero. Absolutely. Right? So now you're increasing that. And so let's say I'm I'm working out and I'm just working out like a private like Planet Fitness or whatever, ten bucks a month, like cheap. Let's say I change that and I go to Equinox. And, and on my lunch break, I go to Equinox. Like, who are the people at Equinox mm-hmm. that is like a $200, $200 a month gym that are like working out at midday? Yeah. Right? Those are people that are usually- Have a lot more freedom. Odds are freedom higher. And odds are high. So I'm increasing my odds in those little tiny areas. And now I can say like, if I could, I could even like take this down a notch further and say like, I could do the same thing this guy did. And like, instead of playing golf, if I, that's what I was into. Yeah go play golf at like a country club and then see the people like if I if I play golf that would be that would be number two on my list of things mm-hmm. because those people would have more potential to like me as a person because we're similar and we have similar aspects or whatever right like I'm not gonna go to like I don't know somewhere where I have nothing in common with people because yeah. then it's there's not much likelihood for us to connect and then mm-hmm. them to confer luck on me right so let's say if I meet a complete stranger, odds of them investing in my deal are like one in a thousand. Like one in a thousand people could potentially be some rich guy that I yeah. would be willing to invest in my deal. Now, if I take that same stranger and I take that different place of that stranger, like for example, I go to like a high-end place, like a high-end restaurant, high-end gym, high-end country club, whatever, and my odds are probably going to be like much higher. I'd say like let's say 10 out of a thousand or something. Yeah. So if I buy that same, those same numbers, like 10 out of a thousand, it would take me two times a day, five times a week, 10 weeks to meet one investor. Whereas complete stranger would be three years Mm -hmm. at that same rate. And so the point of this is just to say that like, if you can take a situation, you have a goal and then you can give, put yourself in positions to meet the people that, are likely to confer luck to you and that whatever that goal is that'll help you i mean in that situation like say you spend a hundred dollars a meal for two times a day five times a week for 10 weeks that's like 10 grand but what if this dude's investing five million dollars into your real estate quote-unquote real estate deal like the roi on that's insane right yeah and i don't even think it has to be it so it depends on your goals if you have a specific goal in mind like you want to find someone to fund your real estate deal then yes, you want to go for these more expensive places like Equinox versus the Planet Fitness, right? Yeah. But say you even don't have a goal that's as tangible as something like finding a real estate partner, right? 
for example, we have a gym membership right now at LA Fitness, right? Yeah. That costs whatever, 30 a month or something like that. We go there, me, um, obviously you're ripping out three plates of 45, so it's a different story. But for me, if I'm benching like two 45s on each side, right? I'm not like standing out in the gym. That was a subtle flex, bro. That was a subtle flex. I'm not standing out in the gym in any way where people are going to come up to me and be like, oh, like, how'd you do that? Or like, I'm not, personally, I don't facilitate or have any conversations at um, LA Fitness when we go, right? But there's a free calisthenics park about 15 minutes north of us that I've started to go a lot more than plan or than LA Fitness. And over there, I can do things that some other people can't. So then naturally, people will start to have conversations, right? Yeah. And so I met this guy who's like a consultant working in DC, moving uh, to where I lived originally. I met this other DJ. And so a lot more people are facilitating conversations with me. So I'm positioning myself where I can get lucky. And one of them could confer luck onto me, not because it's a more expensive place, but just that's a place where I can connect more easily with people, you know? Yeah, and I don't think money is the, the sole factor of what makes a place good place to meet people that could confer luck to you, right? I mean, I think the situation I just gave, like all of that would have worked 20 years ago, right? Mm-hmm. Like, But now with the internet, yeah, Twitter's free and you can go on there and you can DM people that have, you know, a couple thousand followers that are doing crazy things and the likelihood of you, the, that's very cheap and free and Mm -hmm. whatever so the point is not go spend all your money somewhere a rich place and hope you meet someone that's rich right it's putting yourself in positions to succeed by meeting the people that are gonna help you succeed basically i liked your point with the starbucks story about how instead of trying to save every penny you have try and earn more instead you know what that reminds me a lot of uh, minecraft the childhood game right (laughs) think about this if you are trying to build a house in minecraft are you going to be like, I need to build a smaller house because I don't have enough wood? Or are you going to go my, or axe more trees so that you can build a bigger house? I haven't heard of anyone in the history of Minecraft who will say, I don't have enough of this wood, so I'm going to build a smaller house. You know, it's the same idea. I don't know. I thought that was kind of funny. Yeah, I think that's, that, that's like a very like <laughs> crazy transition, but I think you're right. Get like, more instead of use less. Yeah, if you I, I agree. I agree. And I think... If you truly believe, like, I think there's different people in the world, right? I think there's people that need to spend less and live under their means. But I think there's also people that should focus on making more money, right? Yeah. And I think you can do both, um, but to an extent, right? If you're, if more, more of your focus is going towards cutting, 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 I don't think that's going to be the most optimal way to do it like this is one of the basic principles of rich dad poor dad by robert kiyosaki reminds me of his big quote that he's like instead of saying i can't afford it ask yourself how how can i afford it it?" you know crazy things like that and great book and i guess i guess the whole point of this is is to say like if if you have like twenty thousand dollars laying around when you're 25 or whatever (laughs) like do you just like stuff that all into your 401k and say Hey, it'll be worth like 400k when I'm when I'm 65. Or do you use that money in a way which you are putting yourself in positions to get luck conferred to you? Mm-hmm. And there might not be any upfront return, but I feel like if you put 20k into like the super high end golf club and then make it an effort to create relationships with the people there, like I think I personally think you'd be hard pressed not to create $400,000 worth of value through the relationships that you meet from these well-off and people that are willing to like 
yeah once you meet them and are friends with them like and i think that's like just networking in a way that's not so like Traditional DM, DM people on LinkedIn and be like, informal. please talk to me. Can I prick your brain or whatever? Like, yeah, that's not really how it works in the real world. But I guess the point I'm trying to make is that being on the offensive versus the defensive, number one, and then reverse engineering the ways people got lucky. And instead of just saying, oh, they're just lucky. Think of like, how can I put myself in positions to do similar things to them? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah, I think those are like the two biggest things I, I take away from this. Absolutely. I heard a very similar example once of this real estate guy who he would go, he, he wasn't that rich. This was before he had any big deals. He would go to the hotel bar in Dubai and New York at the fanciest hotels where the drinks are so expensive, right? Yeah. And he really couldn't, it was like overpriced for his budget, right? But he would go to these places anyways because who's hanging out at the bars at a hotel at one of the nicest hotels in either Dubai or New York? It's going to be people who are affording that hotel, which means their odds are they're very rich people, right? So he did that enough times where he would buy drinks for people at those bars. Yeah. And everyone who's at those bars is pretty wealthy. And he ended up becoming this big guy in real estate. Yeah. And I think to that point, I don't think they necessarily just have to be wealthy people, right? Like uh, Tim Ferriss talked about yeah. this, actually. He, he, would, he was writing one of his books. I don't remember which one. But he would go to the bar like some bar and like the, wherever he was, I can't mm-hmm. remember. And he would go there and like every night or something, almost like something crazy all the time. And he would always buy like one round for the whole, the whole bar. And it was probably like four or 500, four bucks, 400 bucks or something. Maybe he did like once a week or twice a week or something like this. Did it pretty often. And by the end of it, like everyone in the bar knew who he was, every single person. Yeah. And they, he would all tell them like, I'm writing this book, I'm writing this book, I'm writing this book. He'd make, maybe he'd go there and like write the book at the bar or something. Mm-hmm. And so the, all these people, like this is, I don't know how many people would, would be at this bar, like maybe a hundred, like yeah. through the different times, like maybe two, two, three hundred people. They all knew who he was. They're like that's the guy that, like buys everybody a drink. Like he's a really nice guy. He's writing a book, whatever. Book comes out. Those two hundred people all tell two or three friends, like go buy this book. My friend wrote it, like whatever. Mm-hmm. That's like 600, 600 people right there just starting off to read your book and then they can tell their friends and it grows like that. And like, so I guess it doesn't necessarily have to be like, the richest, like, whatever, people. It's just, like, finding ways in order to put yourself in positions to succeed. I like that. It's all about a mindset people. shift, pretty yeah. much. Yeah. And so it's what not would you about, say is, like, the biggest takeaway here? The biggest takeaway is it's not about cutting every cost, while that can be important, and you shouldn't just willy-nilly spend all your money. It's about putting yourself in positions to succeed by meeting other people that can help you succeed. Love and it. when you get there, it's not about just spending money. Um, when you should also be working on yourself at the same time to like be the person that can capitalize on those, which is like a big caveat to this whole thing. Like if you're not the person to capitalize on these situations, then it's not worth it. So you definitely have to be doing that. But at the same time, I think if you're putting positions to succeed, like the guy with the pre-IPOs made yeah. fifty million dollars, like. Dude with two brain cells could have done that, you know? And it's just because he put himself in a position to be lucky. All right, thanks for hanging out. As you may know, Jacob and I are new to the podcast game, and we want to make this experience as best as possible for you. So if there's any specific topics you want to hear us talk about on the pod, feel free to fill out the form in our description. Anyways, this is Rohan. And this is Jacob. Thanks for listening. If you have any friends who you think would enjoy this podcast, it would mean the world to both of us if you shared it with them. See you next time. See ya.